Well, hello there. I'm Dave Holmes, and welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture, because it could be potentially the kind that bums you out the least. But having said that, this drops in the middle of October, and if you want there to be any culture left at all, let this be yet another reminder to vote and to fucking vote for Biden and Harris. Let's not be, let's just, let's just put it, let's just put it out there. I mean, vote. Yes, vote. Of course, vote. Make your voice heard. But if you're voting for Donald Trump, whose ass is spreading droplets around the Oval Office as we speak, I don't know what to do with you. I don't. Uh, turn this podcast off and throw your phone in a lake and go away. Uh, now, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now, teaming up with another person who is not in your quarantine pod is possibly lethal. It's definitely unethical. It is very much presidented. Uh, so for now, it is one comic against another. To win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the good comebacks they've been amassing in isolation to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The title of Pundit Emeritus automatically gives a person's opinion on, <laughs> let's say, who's going to play the fly in Saturday Night Live's cold open uh, more than a civilian's. You ready? I am. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our teams. Our first contestant, he's a writer. He's a producer of Jordan Jesse Go right here on Maximum Fun. He is a troubled water constant and favorite. He's Brian Fernandez. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Good. I, I, the, the troubled water pinch hitter here. That's right. That's right. You came in at the last minute for someone who will not be named um, <laughs> because that person is dead to us. Um, you, as always, you bring such, such, uh, energy and face to the proceedings. You seem to be keeping your optimism levels up. What's your secret? I'm trying. I don't know. I think that that's all I have is good nature and, and optimism to offer. I don't have a ton of comedy or insight. So I just have to (laughs) lean on that. I have no other choice. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm coming from, you know? good vibes. That's 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 my main asset here. So that, Brian, I got to bring it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I disagree that that's all that you offered. <laughs> but even if it were all that you offered, it is something we need. Right? The sure. world is starved yeah. for good vibes. Mm-hmm. So even if that right. were your only thing, which I don't believe is true, <laughs> don't you dare look down upon yourself for only offering good vibes because we need them. I need them. Yeah. Bless yeah. you, Brian. Okay. Well, I'll Bless do my best. I'll do what I can. Bless you. Bless you. Our second contestant hosts the horror movie podcast, Ruined. It's Hallie Kiefer. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I really can feel the good vibes through the computer. It's funny. Good. You said, oh, I, I don't I'm bring any comedy. I feel like we need less comedy, more good vibes. Comedy, plenty. <laughs> there's plenty of it. Yeah. yeah. People have jokes, you know. Yeah. Positive energy, though. That That's invaluable. It truly is. <laughs> It's a it's a scarce resource these days, and truly, shit to laugh at is just everywhere. Yeah, but it's and like I'm, a hysterical, like a maniacal laughter, You're like a yeah. bitter, sad laughter. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a not a kind of laughter you can get behind. Right. Villain laughter. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> exactly. I don't like it. Yeah. Hallie, we are delighted that you are here. How are you getting through this time? How are you keeping? Boy, you know, it's ups and downs. Last week, I feel like I had a real down. And then I started to do some things. And you guys are going to be shocked. I I found some ways to really get through this week. Um, Not eat garbage every day. Very important. Oh, that's good. In case you're like, (laughs) why do I feel like I'm dying? You are. You've only been eating pizza. Two, don't drink every day. I've got, me and my boyfriend got in a terrible habit of like, well, it's 7 p.m. And here we are yet again. We're going to put on Hubie Halloween, the new Adam Sandler movie, and just get drunk. (laughs) So we stopped doing that this week. Again, cannot recommend it enough. And most importantly, going to sleep before midnight. If you again, if you feel like trash and you're doing any of these things, just stop and you'll feel a lot better. So you will. Yeah, you will. I feel great yeah, we, as a result. Yeah, 
we did a uh, yeah we did a uh, a week without cocktail hour recently right and it I mean it does help right it's yeah. no fun in the moment but then like yeah. Thursday <laughs> comes along and you're like wait a minute what's missing oh um, existential despair. Yeah, just like a, a vibrating anxiety that fills your entire body. I, I, I yes. don't have that. I have it a little bit from the cold brew, but in like a good way. You know, yeah. I feel it great. Rather <laughs> exciting than, way. Yeah. yeah. So you don't I have know what's going to happen next. Exactly. So that would be my recommendation. That's the only thing I've got. I might even start doing yoga just to be like, I have to lead into this, you know. Oh, come on. Why not? I bought yeah, a body one. boss. Have you heard of the body no, boss? No. I did. I did. What is that? What okay. does that do? Let me tell you about the body boss, Brian Fernandez and Hal Kiefer. It's like it, it's a little it's like a platform. Um and you and it can fold in half for, for mm. ease of travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for portability. Uh-huh. Um but you, you unfold it and it's just like a, it's like a three by three little little platform deal. Mm-hmm. And um and it's got a bunch of like loops on it, like metal loops, oh, okay. and it comes with a resistance band. Okay. So mm. depending on which way you you like thread the resistance I'm uh, sorry about my dog. Um depending on which way you thread the, the resistance band through, you can do curls and you can do the you know, shoulder press and you can do the yeah, this thing and the whatever. So like I've we've built a little gym around our our backyard of oh, all yeah. just like dumb bullshit like things that you would find on an infomercial. But I yeah, love it. all it the helps. things that that Instagram is now uh, targeting us with. Mm-hmm. Like yes. all the that somehow Instagram finds out that we have once thought about working out, and they're like, yes. "Oh, you thinking about that? Because yeah. we've got a bunch of bullshit to shove down your throat." Absolutely. Like it's yeah, it's and it's I will good. buy yeah. It. The body boss sounds like it's right up right down right up that alley. It's, yeah. it's exactly right. Also, I'm wearing I'm wearing my Connell chain from uh, from normal people because I decided to become a chain boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that's um, good. Really good. Got that off Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> real quick. They figured out you watched yeah. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Red watched yeah. it, loved it. Um <laughs> watched it, yeah. Um I uh we'll get off Instagram in a moment, but um yeah. recently uh we bought a um a Casper mattress, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, classic. And then for like two months, every ad Ben and I got was for a mattress, and it was like, yeah. we're not. It's gonna over. need a new mattress every. Like we, we don't. Got one. It's done. Yeah, yeah. They're not disposable <laughs> mattresses. Yeah. We got it. Mattresses last a while. Yeah, they they do. They. It's almost like they're playing for second place. They're like, well, if that mat, if that Casper fucks you up, then, yeah, you know, we you, got you, uh, you know, Lisa's here for you if yeah. you need it. Yeah, you keep my you number. Can return that. Yeah, you keep my <laughs> yeah. number, boys. Um, <laughs> but I do love a Casper mattress. They are not an advertiser, yeah. but we would listen to an offer. All right, you have met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what truly matters this week, pop culturally speaking. I'm too steeped in politics right now to uh, to yeah. go any further. I don't like that I know mm-hmm. who Steven Mnuchin is. This is not this is not a world oh. I want to live in. I want to go back to being bored yeah. to tears by politics. Let alone his wife. Let Why alone. do I know who his wife is? Yes. I don't want to know this stuff. No. No. Absurd. <laughs> Preposterous. So normally... We have our guests pick a recent underrated uh, news or particularly pop culture event to play for. But since this is our Halloween episode and we have two horror, two dyed in the wool horror <laughs> aficionados, is that true, Brian? I was uh, my birthday's in October, so I'm I'm uh, you know October 28th, so I'm Halloween adjacent. Uh, I've uh-huh. lived in the specter of Halloween my entire life, so and you're you know, a Scorpio, we, oh, which is the spookiest yeah. of uh, a, a, yeah, I'm the spooky, spooky zodiac Scorpios. Sporkio. Yeah. Sporkio. I mean, I, I don't think I can bring the level that, uh, you know, I, I can't get to uh, an expert horror podcast level, but, but I can, you know, I can do what I can. You're going to do what you can do. Yeah. Hallie, we Goodbyes. know your horror bona fides and we don't need to go over them, but um, I'm going to have you pick something that you find underrated within horror as a genre. It can be a trope. It can be a monster. It could be a specific film. It can be a character. Uh, but you will be using it as a buzz-in word later, so, um, you know, maybe find a way to express it in a pithy way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Hallie, we'll start with you, because you are, <clears throat> I'll just say, a horror queen. Um, mm-hmm. What's an underrated horror-adjacent topic? So, this is, um, I, I had a really hard time coming up with this, because I oh, yeah. love all horror, I love tr- pure trash, so I was kind of yeah. hard to d- differentiate what what constitutes something that I personally like in a film. And I would say that this is maybe very specific because, again, I love horror. 
I if if there's a horror movie and there's a demon or an evil entity, I don't want to know its name. So I want a movie where I don't know what it is. I feel like there's a lot of movies right now, you know, not to name it, but it, some that have come out in the last five years where if there's a, de- a demon, somehow we know its first name. Somehow we could look it right. up on Facebook. Not for me. I like, say, for example, we did uh, The Exorcist recently. In The Exorcist, the book, the demon's name is Pazuzu. Hate that. Don't want to know. Pazuzu? Bad, Pazuzu. Bad. Stop the, that right now, Hal. In the movie, in the movie they, yes. never, they never say its name. That is right. Smart. You can yes. know it as the audience. Because yeah. once you know something's name, it's like, okay, well, then I guess we'll just look him up on LinkedIn and we'll talk to him about what's going on. <laughs> Right. I I like a yeah. demon where it's like we don't know what's going on, we don't know where it is, and because how would we know if, if demons were real? And I don't want to come on here and say they're not. If you guys believe in demons, but I'm saying a, a nameless demon is the best kind of horror. I think you're absolutely right. I really thank yeah, you because it's yeah, like when um, was it Hellraiser when the fans started calling him Pinhead? He's no, not Pinhead in the movie, no. right? I've never seen it. No, yeah. I, I I don't Too think he, Yeah, that's like a fan <laughs> name. I will say I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was like, oh, Leatherface is probably a fan name. They call him Leatherface in the movie. No, they do? Like, do yes. Yeah, it, no. at one point they do, and I was like, it kind of undercuts. So it's like, oh, yeah. he already has the name? That's cute. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like a nickname, yes. So, uh. less scary. I want just pure, nameless, like, shapeless horror. That's what I like. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, your buzzing word will be... Nameless. Nameless. Yeah. Nameless. And everybody, uh, do not forget this weekend at Papa John's, uh, Pazuzu's are two for one. So get in there. Get yourself a couple with your choice of dipping sauce. You're going to regret uh, it later for the moment. Yeah, you're going to yes. love them. Brian Fernandez, what you got? I, I, it's something I, I was thinking about. The, the horror movies that have affected me the most, there's a couple out there that I think don't get enough. Uh, talk particularly in the the that that genre of like uh that just sort of beats you up the mm-hmm. that torture porn yeah. genre you know that a lot of people know like the saws and the hostels and the and then the the old school ones you know the OG torture porns but like I think there are there are these psychological horror movie torture porns that like this movie uh Called Funny Games, mm-hmm. oh, where uh, the, the you know these two guys just break into oh, a house God. and and oh, like God. completely psychologically dismantle this family in a way that leaves you in the audience feeling like violated. I I walked out of that movie feeling like I had been um, like beaten up, and, and and so there's that, and then this other movie. Uh, I mean, um, I think people mostly think of them as like visceral zombie movies but the 28 days not the 28 days later but the 28 weeks later Mm. uh i remember walking out of 28 weeks later and feeling like i needed like (laughs) to go to the hospital or something like i needed to go to the doctor so i think the you know that kind of movie is i feel like there needs to be a name for a movie that is good that i never want to see again Mm -hmm. like i just can't it's 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 a painful it's a very well made they accomplished their their goal of you know, psychologically messing with me and fucking me up, but I I, I didn't like it per se. Right. Uh, right. You know, so yeah, so I don't know. Um, and I, if I can get a buzz in word, I'd like it to be twenty eight because that is Ooh. my uh, birthday, and also the movie twenty eight uh, day weeks later. Mm-hmm. I love so. it. I love it. And yeah. uh, that is twenty eight is also twice as many minutes as I got uh, into funny games. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh, tried yeah. to watch it at home. I think the credits were still rolling when I made the decision yeah. that this is not for me. No, that's it's you made the right call. I yeah. think they, they, I, I don't know. Spoiler alert here, but they, there's oh. a moment at the end of that where the the good guys win for a second, and then yeah. they literally pause the movie, mm-hmm. rewind it, and then fix it so that the bad guys win. Stop it! Really? Like, yeah, yeah. No, that really happens. That really, oh. it's. It's insane. No. It's the most helpless I felt mm-hmm. since. Uh, it's the most. It's the most helpless I felt in my life until this election year. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. No, uh, you know oh, the existential Lord. like anxiety that I. Oh, I still remember that. Like sitting in the movie theater, feeling like no, mm-hmm. no, they can't do this to me. No, no. Well, I choose to believe that the happy ending is the real ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the right. other ending that's is right. is just for sadists and weirdos. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 28 yes. versus Nameless. Ooh, this is good. 
I am ready, y'all. <laughs> Let's start the show with a round we are calling Limerick or Treat. Uh, it is a Hall Halloween-themed limerick round. I love to say a limerick. And our writers love to write a limerick. Uh, rhyming <laughs> has been a big part of the spooky tradition ever since the first group of skipping children made up a fun-sounding song about their local deranged serial killer. Mm -hmm. So, to celebrate, we have put together a series of limericks describing horror films. Mm. Your job is to listen to the limerick, then buzz in with your buzz-in word when you think you know what the film is. Although, do let me get through all of the limericks because they have been <laughs> painstakingly written <laughs> by our writers. Limerick number one. This house doesn't suit a family. Things do not stay where they should be. Do you think that our daughter, honestly, Otta, spends so much time with the TV? <laughs> oh, nameless? Is that how we buzz in? Yes. Uh, poltergeist. That is correct. Yeah. Poltergeist. Which, by the way, um, I just, uh, I you know, I saw it, it came out when I was nine or ten, I uh, saw it in the theater, you know, numerous times. It was just scary enough for a nine or ten year old. Um, and my boyfriend had never seen it, so we just watched it last week, and it's, uh, it holds up. Yep. It's really good. Ooh. Yeah, I watched and it recently too. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And he's more squeamish than I am, and he uh, enjoyed <laughs> it. It's just, it's fun horror. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's good. That's the good thing. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. I gotta watch it. Oh, you must. It's It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Also, it stars uh, the actress with my favorite name, Beatrice Strait. <laughs> Hello, I'm Beatrice Strait, and I'm here to read for the role of Joan. Um, it's just a good name. Oscar winner, Beatrice Strait. Okay, uh, limerick number uh, two. What use is a life full of sufferings? Just say enough is enough for ring. Spend a while in Summer Isle where some cops aren't bastards, they're offerings. Oh, 28, 28, Yes, 28. yes, yes. Midsummer. No. Uh, nameless, it's Wicker yes. Man. The yes, Wicker, the Wicker Man. But in the here Wicker for defense, man. Brian, and this is like that people have not said, Midsummer essentially just is Wicker Man. Oh, oh really? Like it has a lot of the same, even the, the uh, plots, like the plot is very similar. Okay. Oh, sorry, spoiler Never seen alert. either of them? <laughs> Never will. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, uh, uh, Limerick number the third. Uh, so what's it about? Let me see. There's pilgrims and quite a few trees. A baby gets taken, a goat is forsaken, the W's spelt with two V's. Uh, nameless, this is the, yes. the witch or the vvitch, depending the on the Yeah, the vvitch. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Again, never seen it. And it drives me nuts when uh, when we have to do the like the, the graphic designer's work for them. Right. Like, it's just the witch. Piece it together. We don't have to. We don't have to do seven with the number seven, mm -hmm. right? That was just, that was on the poster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The movie's not called Set Seven In. <laughs> yeah, right. why do we have to translate it to how we say it? Yes. Corn, yeah. I, I don't like you as a band, and turn your fucking R around. <laughs> that goes for you too, Toys R Us. You're on notice. You're on notice. Whoa. All right. Uh, fourth, Limerick. Oh no, our daughter has drowned, but look at this trip that I found. Two months in Venice, a deep sense of menace, and a little red coat running round. I know that I know who and Donald Sutherland is in this movie. Sure. I want to say nameless. I'm gonna say it's yes. like don't look now. Uh you want to say the absolute correct answer. Yes! Don't look now. Wow, yes! this is but it's one She's, of those like we're vague looking at names. A sleep. It's those yeah. names oh, where it's I, like yeah, that no could question. be any horror movie name. You know what I mean? Like that it's yeah. like the name is not connected to really anything in the movie. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yep, again, haven't seen it, never will. Mm -hmm. uh, number five. <laughs> oh, what a reunion we had. The party guest whose head was bad. The twins surnamed Grady, the rotting bath lady, and Dan got to talk to his dad. I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. Well, it's Dr. Sleep. Oh, oh. which I have not seen, so. No. I did I did think twins. I was like, is that the shining? But no, mm -hmm. that can't be. Right. That's, that's all I had. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was almost that the guy's shining. That guy's name's Dan? But they threw you a curve. Dan. Yeah, I think it's. I think it the, the, It follows the sun. I don't know. It's the mm -hmm. sun. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red yeah. rum guy. Red rum Sure, guy. sure. Red, red rum kid, yeah. Going around <laughs> on the little, little uh, tricycle. Yeah. The, the TV commercial for The Shining gave me nightmares for six months when I was oh, at yeah. school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a big no thanks from me. Uh, number six. This film from 1942 follows Irina, a Serbian who 
is descended from cats. Well, how about that? And there's a bit where a bus frightens you. Nameless. Is it the cat people? It is cat people. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Ew. Yes. Oh gosh. That's uh. incredible. Nice oh, work. Well done, Helen. Never Keep seen it. Need to see, and you, adding it to my list. Okay. <laughs> but you knew it. Well, yeah. wait, luckily she said it descended from cats. And I was like, there's well, only so many movies where that happens. It's got to be the only one I know. Cat people. <laughs> All right, number seven. A teenage boy by the name Jesse eventually has to confess he is sort of possessed by a dream-dwelling pest. It's homoerotic and messy. Ooh. Now, this is the rare horror movie that I have seen and oh. actually have seen more than once because it is <laughs> so super gay. <laughs> so gay. Crazy gay. As a matter of fact, there has been a documentary about this movie and how crazy gay it is. It's called, uh, I think it's called Scream Queen. I really want, I wish I knew this. Would, would you read I it again? I wish I knew this too. I'd love to. A teenage boy by the name Jesse eventually has to confess he is sort of possessed by a dream-dwelling pest. It's homoerotic and messy. It's got to be a nightmare on Elm, one of the Nightmare on Elm Street, but I don't know which one. So I I will not weigh in. I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know. I I was going to try to make up one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I don't know. All right. I, I I got nothing. Well, you know what? Point to both of you. Thank you. Point to both of you. <laughs> because you. you were both sort of near it. And I want you to have a point, Brian Fernandez. Thank you. Because it's nearly your birthday. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. is Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's oh. Revenge. Okay. It is it, it is it, down to the lead boy having a poster on his bedroom wall of Limal from Kaja Gugu. It's like, it's that gay. It's next level. Wow. <laughs> insane gay. Is there an explanation for that? What, what, why? It, it's what's going on there. Um, I I haven't seen this documentary, but I would imagine that there are explanations there. But but it, it's yeah, it's true. Sure. I I don't know that they were trying to create a, a parable, but they mm-hmm. sure did. <laughs> Completely. I do like the idea of calling Freddy a a dream dwelling pest. That's yeah. Nice. What that's a, a pest. Nice Get out of here, you. <laughs> like that. Quit yeah. killing my friends. You, you out. Yeah. Shoo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Finally. This remake's a bit of a dud. Dan Aykroyd did the best he could. Spielberg's part flops like a damp fart, but the John Lithgow bit is quite good. While you think about this one, I just want to let you know um, how deeply committed I am to this show and to its writers. (laughs) I hate saying the word fart more than anything Mm -hmm. in the world. As a matter of fact, just (laughs) then and then just now, we're probably times two and three in my life. I hate that word. Mm-hmm. And I will say any word. I will say any word. I'm unshockable. I have a filthy mouth. I will say any word. That particular word, for whatever reason, makes my blood mm-hmm. run cold. I hate it. Now, I hate do- it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And I won't do it anymore. <laughs> do you have a standard substitute? Um, I just don't like to talk about the whole subject at all. I would just really rather avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. I would just really (laughs) rather not talk about it at all. Yeah. Yep. You heard the limerick. I'm not doing it again. (laughs) I was actually just going to say, can you do it again? (laughs) No, Um, I actually can't. Okay. Uh, I don't know this one. It's all these famous people, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Steven Spielberg, John Lithgow, or Lithgow, depending. I guess it's the regional. The Dean Aykroyd part, yeah, <laughs> I, really I just know. don't know. What horror movie was he involved in? Mm. Other than Nothing But Trouble, the scariest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, five, four, three, two, one. Twilight Zone the movie. Oh. Twilight Zone the movie. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps if we had talked about uh, whoever it was who got their head cut off by a... Uh, some heads. Yeah, by a helicopter. I don't remember his name. Vic Morrow? Anyway, at the end of round one, Christian is saying yes. We salute yeah. you, Vic Morrow. Uh, the end of that round, the scores are mostly Hallie's. Yeah, <laughs> I have one uh, gift point. <laughs> uh, Nameless has six, 28 oh, has no. one. But you know what? Yeah. It's early going. Mm-hmm. It's early going. Now it is time for a game we are calling Sequel Roulette. Here at Troubled Waters, we are tired of film sequels, simply repeating the formula of the original. We want innovation, okay? I have two wheels in front of me. One is covered with names of films or franchises, in this case, specifically horror sequels. The other is covered in settings for a sequel. I will ask you to spin both wheels. Both are imaginary, so you can spin (laughs) them either way you want to. Counterclockwise, counterclockwise, whatever you want. Then I will tell you 
which film you have created, and I want you to give just a brief elevator pitch to tell me why it would be a great movie for the franchise. Okay. Keep it snappy. We're looking for a quick little hook, you know, the elevator pitch to really grab the executives. We'll have our people contact your people and send over the actual <laughs> script later. Um, because you're a little bit behind, Brian, I'm going to have you go first. Um, I need a number between one and six and a letter between A and F. Four and B. Four and B. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I need you to pitch me a uh, sequel in the Saw franchise set as a sports movie. Ooh. Your time starts now. Okay, so it's wrestling, mm-hmm. and um, they're all locked in like one of those low-ceilinged wrestling rooms. Oh, I hate those. And <laughs> they're tethered together, um, but they don't, they can't get out unless they pin each other to death. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's death called, by pinning. Death by yeah, pinning. death by pinning. Yeah. Slow death yeah, by it's, pinning. It, yeah, that's right. Nobody likes that's that. Right. Nobody likes that. Okay. Brian, thank you for coming by. Um, talk to Cody in reception. He mm-hmm. will get you validated, and uh, and we'll, we'll be talking to you soon. Uh, yeah, Hallie, mm-hmm. number between one and six, letter between A and F. All right, I'm going to say one uh-huh. D. One D. Okay, well, I mean, this is this is absolutely perfect. I'm really, I'm just setting this up for you to knock down. Hallie, um, I need you to give us your pitch for a Gremlins film oh. in a factory where they make practical jokes. Now, you might think, hey, it's a little too obvious. You know what I mean? It's going to be like a little too much. That's the whole point. You know what yeah. I mean? What, uh, first, we had a small town. That's fine. Then we have sort of a, a Trump Tower-esque, you know, um, building in the s- sequel. Th- this is sort of the fate. We find out there's a mythology of the Gremlins. They were actually going to eventually end up in this factory. Great. And we're going to sort of be able to gain access to the pranks to use them against humanity. Because you might ask yourself, what do gremlins want? And they just want chaos. And how do we? Why is the Mogwai there? Why? Why is he, it? Doesn't matter. We're gonna get into it. He's gonna get wet. Like a flower, shoot some water on him. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And then, um, and I think you know, uh, the, sort of the arc of the movie. It's really it, it turns out it's an Amazon warehouse, and it's sort of a commentary about like you know people have to work around the clock. That's why people are eating mm. food after midnight. People are there. Mm. They're actually locked in there. I don't look. I don't sue me, Amazon. I don't, I'm sure you don't do this, but these people are locked in there, and they must defeat um, the uh, gremlins. But unfortunately, there's just a non. I mean, there's just warehouse upon warehouse of practical jokes for them to go through. I see. And um, yeah, and it'll be great to see uh, Phoebe Cates on screen again because she's gonna make she's gonna make a cameo as the same character. That's good. Um, Hallie, you get a you get a point for that one. I, you did make me work a little bit for it, and I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, is that one of the Hollywood reporters from our lobby in your bag? Did you steal a Hollywood Reporter out of our lobby? Oh, you know, I I actually have a subscription at home, so I must it must be that one. I, I brought it from home. Oh, you brought it from home? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to read all the trades. I get them in print. It's very okay. important to me. To... Okay, Hallie. Hallie, that was, that was very interesting. We're going to talk about it internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, two points to you. <laughs> um, and let's just recap our scores at the end of that round. Uh, the scores are as follows. Christian Duenas on the big board. Oh, my God, it's a tie. Oh, my God. Nameless wow. has 11. Wow. 28 has 11. We've all got something to think about. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. If you're looking for a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network? It won Best Comedy at the British Podcast Awards in 2017 and 2018. Also, I'm... There were no horses in this country until the, the mid to late 60s. Specialist bovine arsevet. Both of his eyes are squid's eyes. Yogurt buffet. She was married to a bacon farmer who saved her life. Farm-raised snow leopard. True. Download it today. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast from MaximumFun.org. Also, maybe start at episode one, or weirdly, episode 36, which for some reason requires no knowledge of the rest of the show. Hello and welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Brian Fernandez and Hallie Kiefer. Our next round is called Ghost or Toast. What's it about? Well, it is a round all about the stage musical adaptation of the 1990 romantic fantasy thriller Whoopi Goldberg vehicle Ghost. The film was adapted for the stage in Manchester 
in uh, the UK in 2011. It moved to London's mm -hmm. West End. It had a brief run on Broadway. I'm going to read you a series of lyrics. I want you to tell me, are they lyrics from Ghost the oh. Musical? If you think they're real, I want you to say, <laughs> that's Ghost. If you think they're not, I want you to say, that's Toast. Because mm. it's that's good. a word that rhymes, but it, oh. that is not Ghost. Mm -hmm. right? right? You got it. Okay. okay. Uh, Brian, you are up first. Yeah. These will go to you in turn. Brian, you're oh. up first. Uh, okay. These are the lyrics. I say it all the time. No, you don't. You say ditto. It's not the same. I say it with my eyes when I hold you close at night, when I make you scrambled eggs, when I tell you silly jokes, when I turn out the light. I was doing little hand puppets there yeah, to indicate good. that two different yeah. people were singing. That was good. Uh, Thank you. I, wow. Uh, I, I, that's Ghost. That's Ghost. I'm just Thank you for your decisive answer. It is indeed Ghost wow. from the song Incredible. Three Little Words. We have a little clip. I've never heard anything from this show. I'm very <laughs> curious. Do you love me, Sam? What do you think? Then say it. What are you talking about? I say it all the time. No, you don't. You say ditto. It's not the same. I say it with my eyes When I hold you close at night When I make you scrambled eggs When I tell you silly jokes This, this was from that time when musicals sounded like Jason Mraz, and I don't like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hallie, Mraz you era. are up next. Ghost or toast? Mm. These lips are not your lips, but they kiss as if they were. These hips are not your hips, but I put my hands right there. You may be Oda May, but you have my Sam inside. For one second of one day, I'm forgetting that he died. I don't, I don't want it to be real. I want that to be made up because that's bad. But then I got to think about the whole thing. I mm. you know what we've already heard. Yeah. Yeah. It is very much in keeping with that. Oh my god. I'm going to say toast just because I just I don't want this to be real. I don't want I don't this whole musical I find it. You're answering from the world you want to live in. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm going right. to say toast. Okay. Well, you're absolutely right. Sometimes oh my god. Yeah. Sometimes there's justice. Sometimes <laughs> there's justice. And we go back wow. to our friend Brian, um, Ghost or Toast. Now listen, young man, there's so much to tell. First, let me assure you that this isn't hell. It ain't heaven either, so you might as well relax, because this, my son, is a whole new ball of wax. Wow. I think that's too, I think that's too rhythmic. I think that's too good. I think mm -hmm. that's Toast. Brian, it's Ghost. It is from the song. No! It is literally like the name of the song is a whole new ball of no! wax. Oh, it is sung God. to Sam by a ghost whose character name is Hospital Ghost. Let's yeah, listen okay. to wow. Hospital Ghost. Poor kid. Who are you? What am I doing here? Now listen, young man, there's so much to tell. First, let me assure you that this isn't hell. It ain't heaven either, so you might as well relax. Cause this, my son, is a whole new ball of wax. It ain't like Jesus Christ. Wow. Really? <laughs> Giving him the old razzle-dazzle with that number. That was a whole new ball of wax. Hallie, back to you. Okay. Because the world keeps turning, and I guess it always will, I can choose to turn around or I can choose to just stand still. Either way, nothing stops another day. I'm going to say ghost. That feels of a piece with the other ones. Yeah. It sure does. You are yeah. really speaking the language of the composers, and you're absolutely right. Wow. From Ghost, let's take a listen. <laughs> because the world keeps turning, and I guess it always will, I can choose to turn around, or I can choose to just I feel like their day. this listen to it. I'm like, uh, but I know if I saw this musical live, I would cry. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I can tell. Oh, yeah. I already feel absolutely. I feel I feel the emotions. <laughs> I the notes are hitting and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So, okay. I'm so glad that I am among my people. I <laughs> am powerless mm -hmm. yeah. to not cry in a Broadway show, yeah. even oh, if yeah. I'm not enjoying I um, I, and I'm, I'm making a confession here. I did not like falsettos at all. And then the closing number happened, yeah. and I, like, I fully yeah. gasped from crying. Yeah. Like, I blacked out from crying. 
It was not great. Listen, that's why we're there. You know, that's yeah. why we're seeing yeah. the show is we yeah. want to be heaving sobs at some point. Yeah, we're yes. ready for it. Yeah, yes. that's why. We, yeah. Dude, yeah. I cried at Rocky the musical. <laughs> there's a not? thing. There's a thing where at the end of the. In fact, OK, I cried from laughing and then I cried from crying. <laughs> yeah. There is at the end of the Rocky musical. Um, they they uh, the first five rows have to get up from their seats and move onto the stage. And then uh, a oh, boxing ring fight. pops oh. up. or or comes forward from the stage or whatever. And so the final boxing scene is like, you're in, it's like in the movie, you're all surrounding it. But I saw a Wednesday matinee. So the first five rows were all 90 year olds from New Jersey. Oh my God. So, so like while the crowd is going up to sit on the bleachers up on the stage, they, they like from the ceiling, a, um, a, like an announcer's booth comes down and it's two boxing announcers and they go through the tail of the tape and they, whatever. They had to do that shit three times. Like the the guys were vamping <laughs> so hard because it was one person in a walker after another trying to climb oh, wow. stairs. Oh, that's delicious. incredible! Amazing. What an experience! That's, what an that's experience! Awesome. And then I I, and it. then I swear I to God, it. and then it's like then he you know he he goes the distance or whatever. Yeah. And he calls out for Adrian, and Adrian's way the fuck up in the balcony, and she's got to come down. Cried like a baby. Cried yeah. like a baby. Okay. Love um, I uh, love the part where Ivan Drago sings, if he dies, he dies. If he dies, that's he a, dies. That's the best part. I must break yeah. you. The I must break you ballet is, is really Yeah, that's, it's really good. Uh, Brian, yeah. ghost or toast? Come on. Oh, no. What can I do? I try to touch, but my hand goes through. I'm banging my head against a wall. I'm banging my head against a wall. Ha ha. I guess I could, but I'd fall. If this is real, it's it's un, it's unreal. I can't. I gotta go toast. I just. Yeah. I have to go yes. toast. Yes. yes. Good God. Yes. We don't. We don't want to be sued for slander by the, uh, the composers oh. of uh, Ghost. That was indeed toast. That song does not. That's say. great. Pro- props to the writers. Uh, dude, yeah, yes. That's good. It's close, that's, but it's not Ghost. That is um, good. Hallie, mm-hmm. finally, are these lyrics from a sign in the stage musical of Ghost? Now, I've had the time of my life. No, I've never felt like this before. Yes, I swear it's the truth, and I owe it all to you. I'm going to say toast, and if I'm wrong, my God. Why did this show close? Yeah, you are correct. It was toast. Those are, of course, the lyrics uh, to I've Had the Time of My Life, a song which is in the stage musical version of Dirty Dancing. And just for fun, this is how it is introduced in the musical (laughs) stage version of Dirty Dancing. I had the time of my life with you this summer. Yes. Oh, wow. I don't know what happens to us from here. I do know one thing. I love you. Now I had the time of my life. Oh, my God. Delicious. I um, saw Dirty Dancing, the musical, at the Pantages when it was Mm -hmm. here. And the guy who plays, uh, oh, I, I, I I am not super familiar with Dirty Dancing, so I don't know who Patrick Swayze plays, but Johnny Ping Pong yeah. or whatever his fucking name is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Whoever plays that was very, um, was very Australian. And I guess maybe they just gave in by the time they did the original cast recording and just were like, yeah. the character is Australian now. But when, <laughs> nah. when I saw it, he was trying so hard not to have an Australian accent oh, no. that he literally, here's how he did the, the big line. No. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh. It was so weird that it was oh, like, no. just be Australian. Just yeah, be Australian. Yeah, at this point, oh, no. you're, you're, you're ruining everything. You're taking me yeah. out of the show, Johnny Pinkman. Incredible. Ping Pong. Um, yeah. Christian Dwayne, yes, what are the scores at the end of that round? Nameless has 14, right. 28 has 13. It is... 13. Wow. Ooh, it's it's a spooky it's a, number. It is a spooky, it's a scary number. It's the worst number. I hate that number. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! 
Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing are Brian Fernandez and Howie Kiefer. Now it is time for a round we call Help Dave Decide. Now we're all settling in for a safe and socially distant Halloween. I am looking for ways to celebrate the very spookiest season from the comfort of my own bubble. So I'm going to give you a list of things I need a little bit of advice on, whichever one of you has a strong feeling on the topic. You weigh in with an answer. Then the other player must chime in with an opposing and just as strong recommendation. I will award uh, points based on your choice, your commitment, your charisma, uh, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Uh, Here we go. Um, I need a movie that is horror, but isn't going to keep me awake at night. Um, Like a thriller, something that'll just keep me on the edge of my seat, maybe with a little bit of comedy. What What do you got? Something seasonally appropriate that will not oh. haunt my nightmares. I'd say, have you seen Ready or Not, which came out in 2019? Oh, so, okay. it's so fun. Uh, it's a, a, a young woman getting married. Um, yeah. And it turns out everyone who joins this incredibly wealthy family has to play a game. And that's it. You just play it once on your wedding night. And unfortunately, oh. she has chosen hide and seek. And then the whole movie is the family trying to hunt her down. And I don't want to spoil too much, but that's basically the setup of it. It's very funny. It's genuinely spooky. Okay. There are some gory moments, but like not so many that I don't think someone who doesn't like gore can't watch it. Yeah. It's great. It's a perfect movie for you in this situation. Okay. I'm actually intrigued. Love it. Uh, how about you, Brian? What you got? I know you're not a big fan of the genre. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with something that's in the zeitgeist. I think Hallie actually mentioned it already. I'm going to go with that new Adam Sandler mm. Halloween Netflixy movie because I think it, it. I haven't seen it, so I can't vouch for it. Specifically, I'm just going to go with a gut feeling of the brief overview I've seen and the couple different tweets I've seen about it. Yeah. It sounds like he's got some great chemistry with uh, Julie Bowen. Oh. And, uh, you know, Adam Sandler's good for a goof, good for a laugh. Sure. Uh, and and uh, But with a little Halloween sprinkled in, I think it's in the name, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got to be some Halloween-y stuff in there. Sure. And uh, it's it's on Netflix, so you, pro- you don't have to go out of your way to seek it out. It's pretty easily accessible. You actually and, have to get uh, you know, out of the way of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's found me. Oh, yeah. I didn't know anything about it, and it has come to me. Right. Uh, I know more than I've ever thought that I would know about uh, this Adam Sandler Halloween movie already. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I, I think it, it's probably, I mean, you can't really go wrong with a little, uh, I bet he does a fun voice in it. Uh-huh. You better he believe does he does. A, Sure, yeah, sure, sure. I think he has a mustache. Did I see a screen cap where he has a mustache? He has a mustache, That's great. and I would say kind of like frosted tips almost. He has oh, a little whoa. bit of a highlight going on. Yeah. Okay, candy corn hair. I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. You I, know. Uh, here's the thing. Every time I hear that there's a new Adam Sandler project, I my, <laughs> the question I ask myself is like, where did David Spade and Rob Schneider want to go on vacation? Yeah, because that just seems the, right. the last 15 years of his output is him just taking his friends to some beach somewhere. And then yep. for like three hours a day, they film a lazy movie. Yeah, um, I don't right. know if this is that, but it made me think about Rob Schneider. So unfortunately, you're disqualified. The point oh, goes geez. to okay. Hallie. I didn't know about the Rob Schneider trap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. My, that's yeah. yeah I should, I should have, I should have made that. <laughs> so got a whole lot of time at home these days. I have a television. Um, what is a scary TV series that I can just sit and binge with my dog in my lap? Um. Well, so I started Monsterland on Hulu, which is based mm-hmm. on the uh, that book, North American Lake Monsters. And I mm-hmm. like it so far. It, it is, I, I, unlike, say, a Hubie Halloween, I think it's Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Um, Monsterland, <laughs> based on this book, is uh, very uh, sad and scary. So it's sort of like, maybe if you're not in the mood for being super depressed, um, I'm excited to see Book of, I think it's called Books, books of Blood. I'm going to binge that as soon as we're done. So if we can wrap okay. this up, I'm going to get <laughs> into it. Okay. Books we'll, of Blood we'll... on Hulu. Let's all binge it. We can meet back here. Sounds terrifying. Yeah. Brian, good. how about you? Yeah. I, um, well, I've heard Monsterland is great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to watch that. But uh, I'm going to say uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I think it's another Hulu series. Um, specifically, there's one episode. It's like a, an anthology series of little horror um, movies. And there's one with Judy Greer in it called Good Boy, I think. Oh, yes. And, yeah, uh, that sounds great. Where she has a, a I don't know if it's a, it's, it's a like service dog or just a dog, like an emotional support dog who ends up being like 
a demon dog that like a- attacks people on her behalf. Oh, uh, and he's a good good boy. Um, and it's Judy Greer, and she is uh, uh, amazing. Although I realize now, as I'm saying it, touching, going at a dog, you know, making a dog a demon is is t- is tough to. Uh, that's, tough. that's tough. And you, yeah. you know, the only way to counteract that difficult choice is Judy Greer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's right. She's she the perfect counter. Yeah, brings joy to everything yeah. she does. Two points to you for that one, just for getting Judy Greer in my head. And finally. Uh, reality is consistently scarier than fiction mm. these days. Mm. So what is a creepy documentary that I can dive into? Oh God! Every documentary is creepy these days. So you have your work <laughs> cut out here. Yeah. Every documentary and docu-series is fundamentally unsettling. Ooh, I am, go. I'm just going to go ahead and oh. tell you that I am halfway through The Vow. Oh, that's and what I was going to say. What do you that's think about The Vow? That's what I was going to say. What do you Pardon guys me? think about The Vow? What do you think about The Vow? It is. I am now more frightened than ever of people who like look right in your eyes when you're talking yeah. to them. Like yeah. I've never liked that, and now now I am certain that it's gonna uh, end badly. Um, I don't really believe anybody in it because they're yeah. all so. I have, I have a similar issue with it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's so actory. Yes. And like. Any of those things where it's like, oh, a documentary was already happening, and so we just happen to have like. Right thousands of hours of footage yeah Yeah. it's like i know that you're playing to the camera so i can't believe anything that's happening right now you know yes yeah it's just yeah i'm not i'm not wild about it i don't know that i'm gonna make it to the end yeah we i think i i think we saw four episodes and i had to tap out and i it's i mean it's an interesting subject matter listen not everyone's a documentarian you know, it's like I don't want to be like, oh, I'm down on people who have escaped cults. It's like, look, not everyone is a filmmaker. Right. Yeah. Except that guy literally is, though, right? The what the he, bleep guy yeah. literally is a documentary. Okay, but he, I don't know I, if that I, was a documentary either. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he made right, a movie. Right. I don't know if that was a documentary. But. Right. I guess not. Yeah, it was just a non. He struck movie. gold the first time, and you dangle a Catherine Oxenberg in front of me. You would think that right, I would yeah. race would th- to the part yes. where she's in. She is insufferable it. to me. I don't know really? her from Dynasty. I didn't watch Dynasty. I don't know her. So maybe she's carrying good, bringing goodwill from that, you mm-hmm. know, but I can't stand her in this. Uh, okay. But uh, so they're losing me. And I was way, way in early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, so okay. scary documentary. That was going to be my scary documentary. Here we go. Um, let's think about this for a second now. Um we can come back to you, Hallie. Do you okay. got you got something in the, in um, the chamber? I mean, this is a classic, so you might have already seen it. But have you ever watched The Staircase? No. It should still be on. I think it's still on Netflix. So it's uh, basically there's a, a novelist, uh, Michael Peterson. His wife died in 2001, and it is a multi-part docuseries about how he is charged with her murder, and sort of a a never-ending question of whether or not he did it. I am on team. Yeah, probably he did. But it's what it is. But it is one of those cases where, like, uh, you could look at uh, the evidence a lot of different ways, right. and her even her death of how she died a lot of different ways. So I think it's a very fascinating docuseries about how eventually realized. Oh, it's not about whether he did it. It's about what what uh, both the defense and the prosecution are able to present to a jury that they will believe. So it's very nice. much like. Oh, right. The legal system is not about facts or reality. It's about the narrative that both sides are making to convince the jury. And in that way, it is terrifying because you realize, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess we're never going to really resolve this. Right. But but one side or the other are going to win, win out eventually. And like how far they'll go to like make that story, like like force that narrative, planting things, messing with stuff, you know. Yeah. So I think it's really good. But yeah, terrifying in a, in a terrifying look at our legal system, I suppose. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, as you were saying, I was like, oh, I sort of remember this case. It was like she fell down. It was something about yes. stairs. It's called the staircase, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. It's the, the stairs, stairs. Yes, yes. That's um, how I remembered that. Yeah. Brian. And that, they have like supplemental material on that too. Like they added, like they they mm-hmm. shot more episodes like years later now to like follow it up, which is cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to take a little bit of left turn here. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with, I'm going to recommend a couple of, um, they're in the genre, but, um, you know, send ups, these are parody, parody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mo- mockumentaries here. Okay. Uh, a couple that I, I, that I truly love that I don't know a ton of people have watched or seen. There's 
uh, on on Netflix, the uh, American Vandal. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's one of my all time favorites. Loved I it. That's the first. Yeah, I think those those kids are incredible. I think yeah. the look at high school uh, through the lens of a documentary like that, like the the parody of the true crime thing, is good. But even more is like the characters and like examining yeah. high school through that lens is is yeah. uh, and high school is terrifying. That is mm-hmm. scary. Like when they when they have to examine a party that they weren't at because right. they're not cool enough to get invited. Yeah. Uh, but they're like documenting it and like, it, you know, reporting on it. There's, there's some interesting layers of like, you know, high school hierarchy and social dynamics going on there that I think is pretty like lines up really well with like my experience in high school and like those kind of kids. I think they just, they nailed it. I think they did a great job. You were sailing toward a disqualification because it wasn't a creepy documentary. But then you said high school is terrifying and you got me. Yeah. Point to you. That is the end of our final round. Oh, wait, is it? Do we have time? Okay, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Ah! We're doing it. We're going to do a quick round of one of our favorite games, Competitive Anecdotes, where everyone is a winner because oh. you get to talk about yourself. Today, I want to hear about haunted houses or Halloweens of days past. Oh, uh, tell us about a time you were truly and in retrospect, hilariously terrified at a uh, at a haunt. Did a teenager in a Jason Ooh. mask get you? Did you get lost in a corn maze? Did you check out the prices for Halloween Horror Nights and say, uh-uh, we mm. want to know. And this could be decisive. What's our scores right now, <laughs> Christian Duenas? Okay, he's working. He's working. He's giving us Kornacki. <gasps> okay. Wow. 28 has 17. <laughs> That's weird to say. And Nameless has 15. <laughs> okay, uh, so this will be worth five points. Whoever can give me the Here best Halloween anecdote. Doubt. Hmm. Boy, the only thing I, I uh, really think of, I remember uh, going to in New York City, yeah. a um, a haunted house with some friends, yeah. and uh, I think we had gotten free tickets from somewhere. And I remember going, and we we walk in, and and immediately I'm sort of drawn away from the pack by a ghoul of some sort, oh. and he <laughs> says, "Go in this room and pick up a penny." And uh, I was going to win something. I don't know what it was. And I was like, no, I won't be. I don't know what that means. I can't be doing it. And he's like, go into the room and pick up a penny. And I was like, that's it's because it's not. It's like if you said go in there and pick up a severed head, that would be yeah. less scary. The yeah. idea of like go in there and pick up a coin. Also, I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I'm not going to do it. And he said, go in there. You've already paid for your ticket. And I said, I didn't pay for my ticket. We got them for free somehow. And finally, I forced my friend Will to go inside the room. And in a flash of light, the whole thing is covered in pennies. And sort of a demon person in a costume leaps out at us, screaming. Yeah. And I, I failed the trick or whatever. I, that's the only <laughs> anecdote I have. And it wasn't really scary. But just that moment of like, I didn't pay for my ticket. I don't have to go in there using I your logic. It. I love yeah. it. And I love a pushy spook. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I feel like that must work on a lot of people. Like, oh, you're right. I was scared, yeah. but I did pay f- to be scared. So, yeah. Okay. Better get in there. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Brian, can you top it? Um, okay. I, um, my story takes place somewhere in 1989, 1990. <gasps> uh, scariest years of all. <laughs> yeah. Scariest years of all time. I was trick or treating. Uh, as my favorite superhero character, Batman. Yeah. Uh, my mom uh, retrofitted, uh, you know, a ski mask uh, type hat with like ears. So, uh, and the thing, I grew up in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, so it was always cold it, it, around Halloween, like very cold. So, like whatever you were going as, you always went as the fat version of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, because you had to put your winter coat on underneath the costume. Yeah. I was so pumped. My mom had made this awesome costume, and uh, and this is the first time that this has happened to me in in my life, and it would not be the last. Um, but I got, I was out. We were out, you know, as far as we could be, um, you know, probably just a couple blocks away. But it felt like we were at the ends of the uh, end of the world, you know. Yeah. Uh, trick or treating, and my stomach just like exploded, oh. and like I don't know if it was from the candy. I don't know how much candy I was eating. Who knows? Who can tell? Um, presumably it was a, a, a candy situation or something. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I like the need to go to the bathroom, oh. imme- like just like encapsulated me. And like, I'm, tr- I remember being tough and being like, 
channel Batman, channel Batman. Oh. This is, you cannot, like, this is trick-or-treating. Like, you can't, like, <laughs> you, you hold it, you know? And then I just could not. And uh, I remember, and then, and cut to me running home, like dragging my, you know, pillowcase full of candy, just being like, hold on a couple more, I can make it, I can make it, I can make it. And like, I did not, Batman did not make it uh, home uh, to the uh, toilet that that Halloween. Um, I I remember, I was like, I, I remember on the sidewalk, just like, Sitting there and being like succumbing to the shit and Aww. just being like, oh, I <sighs> can't believe that my Batman, I was, it was, you know, I was supposed to be so tough and I couldn't even beat this, what was inside of me, you know? Uh, and <sighs> I, I like, it was maybe my first like real existential crisis. <laughs> and I, I have like, I just like Halloween has literally, has literally never been the same for me. Like I'm Ugh. born three, like I'm born October 28th. I'm born 3 days before Halloween. Halloween yeah. should be my thing. It should be. And I thing, it is yeah. not. It now I hate this. Halloween no. has never been like I I go out of my way to kind of avoid Halloween now. Um wow. it, it all to this day, you know, 30 years later, I go out of my way to avoid like Halloween because of you know, uh I've had other bad Halloween since then, but that was <laughs> the first and maybe <sighs> the worst. Oh boy. Uh Brian. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Beautifully told, uh, but it broke my rule about toilet stuff. So I'm yeah. afraid the five points do go to Hallie Kiefer. Yes, Fair I believe. Fair I enough. believe we do have a winner. Do, do we? That might have brought you over oh, yeah. the top, Miss Hallie. God, I, I'm I'm praying. Can you see the on, final? Yes. Yeah. Nameless demons, 2017. Beautifully done. Congratulations. You are our pundit. Emeritus. So Emerita, I guess. Um, okay. Thank you. So now let's plug our stuff and then to offset the ego karma, something someone else did that you want the world to know about, Hallie Kiefer, what you got? Um, I'm going to plug my own stuff first. Yes. So please right. listen to our podcast called Ruined. And uh, the premise of it is I, uh, every week I, I talk about and sort of fully describe a different horror movie to my co-host, Allison Leiby, who's mm-hmm. a wonderful writer. She's writing on Maisel. Um, follow us at Ruin Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And, and, and subscribe wherever podcasts are Wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. It's good if you like horror movies and it's great if you can't stand them and have no interest in watching them. That's kind of for you. Yeah. And to plug something else, um, I guess I'd like to plug another spooky podcast that I personally love. And it's called Scary uh, Stories to Tell on the Pod, where mm-hmm. they sort of go back through um, Alvin Schwartz, like sort of the scary stories to tell in the dark series yeah. that I loved as a child. And the hosts are Andrew Farmer and Anna Dresden. So again, very com- mostly comedy, a little bit of horror, and which to me is like the perfect mix. So go listen to them too. Delicious. Thank you, Hal. Mm-hmm. Brian. Uh, well, so I produce uh, Jordan Jesse Go, fellow uh, Max Fun podcast here, um, and uh, we've had a great string of guests recently. Uh, Maddie Myers from uh, Triple Click was incredible. Uh-huh. Another Max Fun podcast, and uh, we just had Freddie Wong. On from uh, Story Break, and they both just brought the heat. It's been a great, uh, you know, they were. It's been a great uh, string of guests here. So um, we, we've been having a great time there. And then uh, it's just, you know, it's it's actually been really helpful for me in like all of the existential, you know, nightmare world that we live in. To just like have a couple, like ninety minutes, to just not be serious and not think about, you know, just think about bullshit. Basically, uh, yeah. it's been fun. Um, so there's that, uh, and then uh, to plug another show, I'll plug another podcast uh, that is sort of Max Fun adjacent, which is um, it's a show called This Sounds Serious, um, oh, and yeah. Dave Shumka from Stop Podcasting Yourself is one of the people who uh, is behind it and makes it. Um, they've done three seasons of it. It's kind of another one of those like mockumentary, like you know, true crime podcast riff, but it's it's incredibly well done. The um, the the character work on it is especially good. Like it's they really I think they get to um, you know sort of the grit and like like the level levels of uh, of just kind of it, it's just really really well done. The the characters are I- I- incredible to the point where I've recommended it to people and then they don't know that it's not real. Um, they're like, wait, oh, that was great. a a fake thing the whole time. So anyway, love it. It's good. Thank you, Brian. Sounds serious. Uh, I'm Dave Holmes. Uh, My book, Party of One, is available where books are sold. And I would like to recommend a a couple of people, um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, The election Mm -hmm. is coming up. 
Uh, I am um, plugging and supporting uh, a couple of people who've just given a full-throated defense of fracking. So that's how serious this shit is. Um, (laughs) It is between Joe Biden and a syphilitic, roided-up guy who DVRs Fox and Friends. That's our Mm -hmm. choice. It could not be clearer. Please vote Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on November 3rd. Or, even better, do it now. Put it in a Dropbox. Do it! Uh, Mm -hmm. that's it. Brian Fernandez, Halle Kiefer, thank you for playing Troubled Waters and you there with the headphones. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Brian Fernandez. Hey, hey. Halle Kiefer. Oh, hi. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our yeah. producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Yeah. Woo! Happy Halloween! Everybody vote. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.